Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Santa Ball Bench Podcast. Uh, for this week, I wanted to talk about NBA free agency that will start uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Miles Bridges, the Deshaun Watson situation. I meant to talk about it uh, last week. I put that in my um, the uh, the show setup part of the podcast, but uh, completely forgot. So I'll talk about that. Uh, DeJounte Murray got traded. Uh, we'll talk about some updates with DeAndre Aiden, Christian Wood, uh, Baker Mayfield in the situation in Cleveland, uh, Bradley Beal's decision, uh, update on Kyrie Irving, and then uh, we'll touch on baseball. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things are going there. So since we last spoke about Deshaun Watson, uh, the update was that uh, tw- uh, 20 of the, of the 24 accusers had settled with him. I don't know if there were payoffs or what. Um, but he, he was unwilling to settle with them, make settlement arrangements with them before when the Dolphins were interested. They wanted all of them settled. Uh, he wasn't willing to do that because, quote, he said, I wanted to clear my name, I didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. So he settles with 20 of them, four of them. They're still uh, negotiating, I guess. But uh, the New York Times came out with an article saying uh, that there were more than 65 women uh, that... Uh, you know, experienced the same things with Deshaun Watson. And so the number was a lot greater than the 24 that we know about that are actually suing him. So there's more that, you know, weren't suing him or were paid off or just uh, didn't feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, but the number is a lot greater than what we've seen. Um, and also part of a lawsuit as well is that the Texans are named the lawsuit and um, that's because they enabled him and they created an environment for him where he was allowed to do this. Um, and that's they were named in the suit as well. Um, so this uh, this has many layers to it. But as we've learned with the NFL and um, like what was that with the gambling with Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins and admitting to tanking? Whatever happened with that? Remember that I told you that 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 was just going to get swept under the rug. We're not going to hear about that. Nothing's going to happen. Daniel Snyder is still an owner. He's still with the NFL, even with all these uh, quote-unquote bombshell reports from either the New York Times or, or the, the Athletic. Nothing changes, man. It's a it's a money machine. Like I'm I'm still talking about the NFL. We still watch the NFL because there, there's no other product. But you know, obviously, you know, you could be disappointed with it and stuff. But um, they still make the money. 
right? They still have viewers. They still get, um, you know, they, they have the most views and they get all the commercials and stuff for the Super Bowl. Like people still pay a lot for that, right? Um, so it, it doesn't really matter what the situation is because unless people absolutely stop watching it or whatever, stop. They don't buy Deshaun Watson's jerseys or they protest. Like it just it goes away after a while. We saw the same thing with with Ray Rice, uh, let's see, Michael Vick, with like, you know, you can name all the players, right? Um, like Ray Lewis actually potentially killed someone, you know, and then we're celebrating him winning a Super Bowl. So I don't know. Um, and with Deshaun Watson, you know, they're talking about uh, his suspension and apparently it's you know, the NFLPA is, is not start or they're starting at one year. So it should start. That's the minimum. It's supposed to be one year. And I think it's more likely that it gets between six to eight games. That seems to be more in the, in the wheelhouse of the NFL as far as suspensions go. I think they should suspend him for two years. Fuck it. Give him two years. He's 26 right now. He'll be 28 after that. Um, I know he hasn't been charged with anything, but if there's if the New York Times found sixty five plus women who had the same experiences, um, and then there's twenty four that were were suing him, that's a pattern, right? That's a that's predatory behavior. As I said before, uh, he's a predator. He was he was um, he was counting on people, women who were younger, and were looking for uh, to further their careers, and so he was taking advantage of that. Because uh, that's usually when that happens, right? When someone is um, in a situ- in a situation where they can't say no, um, or that they might they're more susceptible to being quiet about it, um, and yeah, so like he targeted them for a specific reason, um, and yeah, and it seems like he's he's getting away with it so far, and he has that massive contract from the Cleveland Browns that's fully guaranteed the first year which I thought was curious about Cleveland Browns was just a base salary of $1 million because they knew that he could potentially get suspended for the full year. But the rest of that contract is fully guaranteed. And it's like, was it $230 million, dollars two hundred seventy six something like that. It's a lot of money, um, which is frustrating given the circumstances. But that's the NFL. And then the situation with Baker Mayfield... Um, you know, they, he says that they have both moved on from, from playing for the Cleveland Browns because the whole Deshaun Watson thing. So he might be suspended, uh, for the full year. And if that, if he is suspended for the full year, then they would have, uh, Baker Mayfield start. But since they're already talking about trading him, which he, he might be traded to the, uh, Carolina Panthers, but nothing has happened yet. So, um, looks like they might be relying on, uh, Jacoby Brissett for the, the full year. Um, which, you know, he, he's played in Indianapolis most recently and then Miami he played in New England. Um, so he's a decent quarterback, but I think the Browns knew that this was a throwaway year until they figure out the Deshaun Watson situation, see if he'd be charged or, um, or if he's just suspended for the year. Cause there's no opt out clause in that contract. They just have that, that first year that, um, he just gets the base salary of $1 million. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the situation there in the NFL. Um, moving on to NBA free agency. So that starts tonight. Uh, there's a, a few big names there. Bradley Beal uh, being one of them. He's just tricking everyone, I think. he um, you know He's unrestricted, so he can opt out. 
of his uh, massive contract at the the player option that he has in in Washington. He did opt out yesterday, but that's just so that he could sign um, a, a five year max. I think it's two hundred twenty eight million dollars with uh, for the Wizards, which is fine. You know, um, it's hard to say no to the, the two hundred twenty million dollars. Uh, Jalen Brunson. Um, he is slated to leave uh, the Dallas Mavericks. He might be going to um, the New York Knicks, uh, apparently for four years, $100 million. But that's because the New York Knicks have been have been trying to get Jalen Brunson for some reason. Um, he's a good player, but that's a typical Knicks move. You're overpaying for an average player uh, when you could have had you know a number of players who are better than uh, Jalen Brunson. But... Uh, if you read the tea leaves there in that situation, they hired his dad on the coaching staff like three weeks ago. And his dad is also his, his, his advisor slash agent. So there's some conflict of interest there. So um, he's definitely going to the New York Knicks, though. Um, and then Zach Levine, he's also unrestricted. And there's, a, there's always a bunch of reports about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers being interested in everyone. Like now they're interested in Zach Levine. They're interested in... Um, who else were they? Just every player who might get traded. They wanted Kyrie Irving, which I'll touch on the Kyrie Irving situation here soon. Um, but with uh, Zach Levine, he's expected to re-sign with the Chicago Bulls for a max contract there. So they'll keep the the core of, of Vucevic, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. Uh, James Harden, he had a $47 million option, and he opted out. Um, I guess he wanted to... Which this was a good move by him. I never thought that he would do that. He opted out so that they could restructure his contract and take ten million dollars less, so that uh, the 76ers can can build a, a better roster around uh, him and Joel Embiid, which is good. Um, but it seems like they're going to bring in PJ Tucker for a three-year deal, which is kind of weird because he's already 37. So at the end of that contract, he's going to be 40 years old, and he's not really a scoring option. He's more uh, physical, defensive presence, but. I don't know that that the Sixers had a they had a window there and now they're kind of they're just trying to make desperate moves to 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 save the the prime of Joel Embiid. Um, so we'll see how that goes because they had the opportunity to keep Jimmy Butler, but then they they kept Tobias Harris over him instead, and then now they're having to they're going to trade Tobias Harris. So this just um, still a mess in in uh, Philadelphia there. And then uh, Bobby Portis is also opted out because um, he's going to resign with the Milwaukee Bucks for, I think it's going to be like a three-year uh, deal. So he's going to get more money to stay with Milwaukee, which I think he'd be dumb to leave there. Uh, Patty Mills, no one cares about Patty Mills there. He was awful in Brooklyn. Uh, and then DeAndre Ayton, he's still restricted. So if they want to move him, it would have to be in a, a sign and trade deal. I know Detroit was interested, but then they kind of backed off after the um, after the draft. And the thing with with DeAndre, it's like he has uh, he's pretty limited in what he can do offensively. He's not the best uh, rim protector. He doesn't shoot three pointers outside. He doesn't have a strong uh, interior presence there. So he'd have to be he can't be a number one guy for sure, like Joel Embiid. He doesn't have like the passing or the skill set of a of a Nikola Jokic. Um, I think he's more like a number three. Maybe he could be a number two in a playoff team, but that's about it. And then Miles Bridges is also uh, a restricted free agent. I like Miles Bridges' game a lot, um, and I thought he was going to get the max, but then 
Uh, Charlotte, they weren't going to offer him the max contract, so uh, he was he was going to test free agency and try to get a max somewhere else. But 24 hours before free agency started, uh, he was involved in a domestic dispute, I guess, with his girlfriend or something. Like it was an argument that turned physical. Uh, so then he turned himself in. So he might not even get signed during uh, free agency. He couldn't hang out and chill for for a day. So he completely fumbled the bag, and we'll wait and see what what happens um, from these uh, these potential charges. But um, not a good look at all. Um, and then the Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, he kind of I don't know if he fooled everyone. I don't think the the situation's over yet with Kyrie Irving. Um, he was rumored to opt to want to opt out. And then the Brooklyn Nets were, you know, they gave him permission to seek a trade on his own. And then he gave him a list of teams. Um, and it was uh, Miami heat, um, the Sixers the Sixers didn't make sense because James Harden is on the team and they just played together in Brooklyn and hated each other in Brooklyn. Then he said the Clippers, um, and the Lakers. Right. But, um, I, and I, I think more so it was about leverage, but he realized he didn't have any leverage because the only team who was actually calling the Nets interested in a sign-and-trade was Los Angeles Lakers because the Lakers are, are in a desperation mode right now, try to uh, try to use whatever's left of, of LeBron's career. And so I think once he realized that, he's like, okay, I'm going to opt in. And then once he opted in, uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, front office was pretty shocked because they thought, that he was done and apparently that people were saying that he was willing to he was willing to uh play for the the los angeles lakers for six million dollars um which i thought would be crazy so it seems like so far that uh Kyrie is staying with the nets unless he is trying to negotiate a sign and trade um but i haven't heard anything else on that so that means uh kevin durant is also staying with the nets because he was apparently was monitoring the situation and was going to ask for a trade but I, did, I don't know where he would even be traded to because the return would be, it'd probably be one of the largest in uh, in NBA history. So you'd have to look at what kind of teams have that, have the draft capital and certain players to be able to trade for a guy like Kevin Durant. So I, I thought of um, the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, because of how many uh, first round draft picks they have. Uh, maybe, I don't know, even like Boston Celtics if you got rid of uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Marcus Smart. And a few of those draft picks, but um, so they don't seem to be leaving there. Those seem to be a, a lot of talk there. Um, I never mentioned the Christian, Christian Wood trade. Uh, Christian Wood was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I like the trade. I think he has um, he has more of a, a maturity thing to go through, but offensively he's really good. He can shoot the three. Um, he has uh, pretty good post moves for his game. Um, he has an interesting career arc so far, um, but that should put put uh Dallas still at that three spot since they um they are losing Jalen Brunson who was their uh, their second best player so um I expect them to make some moves here uh, when free agency starts tonight um and then DeJounte Murray was traded from uh from the San Antonio Spurs to Atlanta Hawks uh which it was kind of a weird fit because uh Trey Young is already uh the the ball dominant point guard there he his he has one of the highest usage rates in the NBA and uh, Dejounte was already running the offense in San Antonio, so I'm I'm assuming their their plan there is to have uh, Trey Young more off ball, so that there's better ball movement and uh, better flow in the offense. Since you know he does a lot of um, isolation basketball, and uh, and then he just passes it to to Bogdan, and then he does his thing, and um, there's no flow to the offense, and that's why they they weren't able to bounce back after. 
they went to that Eastern Conference Finals that one year, and then last year they didn't even make the playoffs. Or they did make the playoffs, but they got swept. Um, so I thought it was an interesting trade because DeJounte Murray has two years left of his contract, and then he's going to want to get paid, so he's going to want to get the max contract. So I think you know, having two years to, um, to play around with the lineups and see if, if they could actually coexist together um, starting – I think that's enough time to see if it works or not, and then they can flip them, turn around, turn them around, and trade them somewhere else, or actually give them the max contract. Because they're still trying to trade uh, John Collins, who had issues with uh, the way Trey Young plays and the way that their offense flows, because he doesn't get as much uh, touches as he wants. Um, I was surprised San Antonio didn't take him back, but San Antonio is in a full re- rebuild right now. They want to get uh, that French prospect. His name's like Wambanyana or something like that, but he's a seven-footer. He's only 18 years old, and he plays for the same uh, French basketball team that Tony Parker owns. So I feel like there's there's a connection there, and uh, they're tanking to get him first overall next year when he's eligible. Um, so I guess a smart move by them, and, and Greg Popovich, by all accounts, is still coaching. Um, but I, I don't think this DeJounte Murray trade uh, puts – the Atlanta Hawks, like, you know, top four, you know, maybe they, they could be a six or seven seed again. They just have to figure out that, um, that roster, um, they need to get better on defense. Uh, this makes them better on defense cause he can guard, um, he could guard the two or, or guard, uh, other point guards and stuff. But, um, it starts with Trey Young. You know, if, if Trey Young's not able to elevate his guys, then, um, they're going to be in the same situation year after year. Um, so they, they just, I mean, they have a, they're one of the deepest uh, teams in the league and they have a really good roster. So I don't know how, uh, they haven't been able to put it together yet, but San Antonio got back, uh, two unprotected first round picks, which is, uh, that's a pretty good return. Cause not a lot of teams are willing to do that. Um, so switching over to the MLB, I haven't talked about baseball in a while. Um, so far, uh, the Yankees are still, you know, the best team in the league at 56 and 20. Aaron Judge is having an MVP-type season. He's finally fully healthy, um, leading the league in home runs, and uh, they've been pretty unstoppable so far. Uh, He is looking to get a a contract this next season, so he's eligible for free agency. Uh, They weren't able to agree on anything this offseason, so um, you know there's a lot of rumors that he might go to the Giants, but I don't think the Giants would pay him $300 million. Uh, I I expect the Yankees to re-sign him for... Like three hundred fifty million, which is just crazy. But um, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's uh, he's having his best career. He's having a career year, so he might be worth it. Um, second, in the American League is the Astros at forty seven twenty seven. They're running away with the um, the American League West. Uh, the Twins are surprisingly at third uh, in in the league at forty three and thirty five. Then you have the Red Sox, uh, Blue Jays, and uh, then after that, you know. Kind of falls off after that. In the National League, uh, the Dodgers are first at uh, 46 and 28. Uh, did you guys notice all the um, the Freddie Freeman stuff this past weekend when he finally returned to Atlanta? Uh, he started crying at the press conference before the game, and then he was on the field, just like way too emotional about it. Um, then he's crying at when he was going to bat. He was crying there, and then um, you know he he tipped his cap to the fans and was crying again. And then after the game. He starts crying again and then talks about how emotional it is for him. And then he fired his agent. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't really understand. Like, are we supposed to feel sorry for him because of that? Like, you signed a, a $200 million plus contract to, to leave the, the Atlanta Braves to go to the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
and then then he blamed his his agent by firing him and he said that he didn't like the way contract talks uh started and ended or whatever when he was a free agent it's like dude if you wanted to stay in atlanta like why don't you just say hey i want to stay in atlanta uh you work for me like just get the get the job done let's get the numbers right give me a contract and i'll sign but you went out and tested free agency and you signed a massive contract with the dodgers and then now you want to cry about it and then blame your agent and fire the agent that i don't know that doesn't make sense and i think there's more to the story because um there was other who was the player it was a trevor story he also fired the same agent after he just signed a big contract from the the boston red sox and he also left his former team in the colorado rockies so it's like these these players who leave their former teams who apparently want to stay and then don't like the new big contract that their that their agent gave them i don't know it doesn't make sense but the agent's still getting uh, his commission on that is, is 10 15% for the duration of the contract because he, they, they signed when he was the agent. So the agent, legally, he'll, he'll, he gets the, the commission for the rest of the contract. So if they sign 10 years and they fire him after that first year, he still gets commission for that 10 years. So it doesn't even matter. Um, and then the Mets are still having their impressive run at 47-29. Uh, Brewers at 44-33. The Padres are having a, a great bounce back year even though uh, Tatis hasn't played at all. So they're 46 and 31, uh, second in the division. And then it falls off after that with the Braves at 44-32, uh, Cardinals 43-35, and then the Giants at 40-34. Uh, um, hasn't been – the only thing that's been really exciting about the season is, has been the Yankees, I guess, and Aaron Judge. And then um, also the Los Angeles Angels. Like, we still talk about uh, Shohei Otani and his brilliance. And, you know, he's been – I think he's he's thrown he's pitched like 21 straight scoreless innings, um, so he's been really good at the um, on the mound for them and then at the plate. Um, I just I don't with the Angels I don't know what what the problem is with them. They just they have the talent, but like they have superstar players, but they just can't win. They're 37 41, and I had my whole thing on uh, Joe Madden uh, a couple weeks ago. They ended up firing him like two days after I, I recorded that episode. Um, and the, yeah, there's just still the same old angels. I know Shohei Otani is a, a, a free agent, I think next season. Um, and there was reports that he, he wants to go somewhere else. He's, he's going to end up wanting to win. Um, so I don't even know how the angels signed him in the first place, but I would look out for, for the giants for Shohei Otani. Um, but you know, the only thing that turned him away was that when he did visit San Francisco, he got scared when he was downtown, and uh, he felt uncomfortable, and that's why he didn't sign with the Giants at all, um, and that's why he chose to sign with the Angels, which is was still kind of weird. But um, but yeah, so I, I expect him to end up moving. But apparently, he's he's gonna he's the projection is like four hundred million dollars over ten years for him. So that's uh, that's crazy. He's already twenty seven years old, but he's in his prime and he's at the peak of his uh, his abilities right now. Uh, but 10 years of $400 million is what what the asking price might be for him. And college football or college sports has a as a NIL issue. Um, the name and likeness uh, bill that got passed that allowed certain universities and stuff to for players to be able to get paid if they you know they they sign like sponsorship deals. So if a local dealership or something, Hey, you know, you can uh, do a commercial for me. I'll pay you fifty thousand dollars, whatever. So there, there's a, there, now there's there's a lot of gray area in that, and um, now it's kind of like 
which is wild right now. They just could pay any player at any time, like whatever they want to pay them. Um, so Arch Manning coming to Texas. I don't think he got paid for anything for that since he comes from um, the Manning family. Um, but Jimbo Fisher, the coach of the uh, of uh, the Texas A&M Aggies, he got mad because Nick Saban had said that uh, they bought their recruiting class. And then, so there was a lot of back and forth there. And then Nick Saban was saying that he doesn't have to pay for anything, but they all do it. You know, now before they did it and it was illegal. Now apparently it's legal, but there's a gray area. So there's, there's no way for the NCAA to even monitor the situation at all or put a cap on it. They can't do anything now since it's already passed. And then Mark Emmerich is just like, uh, you could have anyone in his position and now he's retiring. So after this year, it's not even his problem because he's already failed miserably during his entire tenure as a, as a president of the NCAA. Um, He turned a blind eye to certain situations and then tries to bring down the hammer when they get caught, knowing already that this is an ongoing issue and many universities have done this in the past, but then you're going to still vacate the wins and then take scholarships away from students who weren't even part of uh, of the scandals in the past, so that didn't even make sense. But then, um, so yeah, there was that back and forth with uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, and then a video came out of uh, a recruiting video from Texas A and M, where one of the coaches was telling uh, telling these recruits that they're going to get paid a lot of money from people if they do decide to to play there. So it's either if it's legal or illegal but there's no way to there's no way to tell because if they're getting money they just say oh yeah um so and so is um they're doing something for gatorade or something like there's there's no way for them to um be able to to track it or anything like that or um or put a limit on it or yeah so it's basically just whatever the boosters want to pay for a certain player then that that'll make them that'll make them sign at a certain time or that's also um, that's also changing how the transfer portal works because you could do it for the transfer portal, but you're apparently not supposed to. Um, like if a recruit comes visit your visits your university and they want they're talking about a football scholarship, you can't talk to them about the incentives of uh, playing for Alabama. Hey, you know we'll pay you X amount of dollars. You know it could only be for someone who has already signed. So there could be implications of it, like they can imply, hey, um, you know we had. Uh, we had our backup quarterback. He signed for a million dollars or whatever. So, so now, what coaches and like boosters and um, and administration are doing is they're they're uh, using the media to push out some articles about oh so and so, so and so got a five hundred thousand uh, dollar nil deal. They got a million dollar nil deal, and then obviously it'll always say who they got it from, and then. Uh, what school they go to so then recruits already see that so then that's a that's a, a an easy way to to generate the interest and then get the recruits over there so it, it's kind of the same way of them telling them but just them not directly telling them so it kind of saves them on that on that back end well that's all i have for today's podcast um so next week uh i will we'll recap the uh the nba free agency uh again to others topics as well